Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Who's a Good Dog? I'm Kate Lever. I'm a journalist and author of the book Good Dog. And in this podcast, I'm joined by my sidekick, a rescue shih tzu called Bert, who won't be doing much talking because he has a pretty full-on napping schedule. Each episode, I'll be getting to know a very good dog via the person who feeds them, walks them, and loves them. Today, I'm joined by national treasure Sir Tony Robinson, He's an actor and presenter best known for playing Baldrick in Blackadder and making archaeology cool in the history program Time Team. Perhaps his most impressive recent accomplishment, though, is appearing as the March 2021 cover star of the canine magazine Westies and Besties, along with his dog, Holly Berry. Holly is a Westie, which makes you, Tony, the bestie. Yes. Now, what what is Holly up to now? She's here. (laughs) She's on my lap. Because we were doing a podcast, she and I have been in the shower together for the last half hour, which (laughs) she doesn't actually like very much, but she's so good at it. You're so good about it, aren't you? (laughs) Yes, you are. She's very patient and she stands there looking a bit miserable. Does she smell good? Oatmeal maybe? Mint? Oh, it's that lovely shampooy smell. It's like Mm. the the smell of a baby after you just washed it. (laughs) Yes, with that slight hint of biscuit in it. Oh, bless her. So tell me a little bit about how Miss Hollyberry came into your life. We had another dog called Winnie who had been in my wife's extended family for a very long time. And for a whole variety of reasons, she was in a right old state and Mm. the family lived up near Liverpool. And uh, I said to Lou, I said, I'm not that big a dog fan. I've never had a dog before and we live in a city and it's really not very practical for us to have a dog in an apartment. So... We will just have her down for a fortnight and then we can take her to the vets and get all the treatments for her that she needs to have. And then she's got to go straight back. And 
I'm absolutely putting my foot down about that. <laughs> and she was with us for seven years. <laughs> Do you know what? That, that makes you one of my favorite genre of people on the internet. And it's dads who say they don't want a dog and then later found <laughs> asleep on the sofa with them on their shoulder. It's very sweet. So she won you over. Yeah, yes. And she was with us until she died. And particularly for Louise, because she'd, she'd known her for her whole life, whereas yeah. I only knew her for the last third of her life. It was a real, real blow, a real bereavement that took a long, long time to get over. And I guess about three years after we lost her, I said to Lou, I really would like us to have another dog. Now that I know a little bit about dogs, I just feel that if we had another dog, I could give her a better time. I was kind of, I was learning on Winnie. Yeah. An awful lot of things. That, in, sorry, that's a cardo. <laughs> and the guard dog leaps into action. Yeah, well, the, I, I guess I, I know the answer to how good a guard dog is, Holly Berry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just hope the Ocado man gets away in one piece. <laughs> oh, what were we talking about? I said, I would like to have a dog where from the start there was plenty that I knew that could help her and ease her and make her relaxed. And uh, Lou really wasn't ready for that to happen. About getting on for a year after we had that first discussion, Lou said, I think maybe... I'm ready now. And we went and we searched a number of, uh, of dog homes. We decided really from very early on that as far as we were concerned, it had to be a rescue dog. Mm -hmm. And eventually, three days before lockdown, and it wasn't because of lockdown, it just happened to be three days before lockdown, Lou was browsing the internet and she saw this dog at Derby RSPCA, which is a long way away from where we are, well <laughs> yes. over 100 miles. And uh, we did all the communication with Derby RSPCA over the phone. And they said, all right, you can come up and if you like her and we like you, you can take her away. When I got there, I was, as one often does, particularly when you're my age at the end of the journey, I just had to go to the loo. So I went to the loo and when I came out, Penny from RSPCA Derby was just holding her <laughs> and I just took her and I went and sat down and it was love at first sight Aww. like a movie Aww. and so and Lou came out of her Lou and saw her sitting on my lap and she burst into tears and you know we did the paperwork but uh, there was we I don't ever remember one of us saying to the other well shall we take her or not it was just like <laughs> oh, this is our dog <laughs> She has had a terrible life. Yeah. Um, you know, she looked like bones and um, virtually no flesh on her. And Yeah, she had a lot and no, less and no hair. hair. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, but it really, after about two weeks, when she had decided she could trust us, she started to blossom. And I think the extraordinary thing for us has been to watch this little dog blossom like one of those Japanese paper flowers when you drop it in water. And even now, it, we, she's been with us for one year and two days. Even now, there are still things which I'm absolutely sure she had learnt or knew or understood as a puppy, which she's re-remembering, just mm. ways she walks, ways she plays, uh, ways she is with us. 
will say lie down and she's never learned lie down as far as we're concerned then she just goes oh yeah that's what I do with it with her you know it's just such a joy yeah and look I know your gorgeous wife is a is a lifelong dog person Mm. so how has it affected your relationship sort of you know raising or recuperating this beautiful dog together Oh, so many answers to that. It was great because it was in lockdown and I'm always working away from home. Mm. And so suddenly, not only to be at home for an extended period, but with the person I love and, as it were, with a new project, because we really did (laughs) have to bring her to life and the number of medicines she had to take, particularly at the beginning, was huge. It, It made lockdown for us and having her together and looking after her and being able to discuss her at the end of the day and saying wasn't it funny when she blah 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 all those things uh (laughs) has been lovely for us like if I'm out she's always there in my heart somewhere Mm. yesterday I was out filming all day I had to get up at six o'clock and I was driven down to Chichester filmed all day got back about 7 30 in the evening so Holly Berry hadn't seen me for 12 hours or so and the joy with which she greeted me. It was like I was a Vietnam vet who hadn't <laughs> seen my dog for five years. You know? <laughs> and that, oh. that is pretty good. I mean, oh. everybody is, uh, There's nothing is happy like about it. that. It's a hero's welcome whenever you get home and it's one of the most yeah. gorgeous things about having a dog. Um, I've been making mental note to refer to Holly Berry with her full name. I love nothing more than a dog with a human name. I once uh, met a whippet called Jerry Seinfeld. Talk me through. <laughs> talk me through your decision to call Holly Berry Holly Berry. It wasn't our decision. Oh. Uh, when she came to the dog home, she was called Holly, but there was already a Holly there. So one of the helpers christened her Holly Berry. And then we were absolutely sure that we would change her name <laughs> as soon as we saw her. But she is Holly Berry. There's just no getting away from the fact. And it's fun. And when people ask her name and you say it, uh, it and they go, they go, did you say Halle Berry? No, it's a kind of a pun. You know, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Is there anything else that Holly has taught you over the, over the last year? She certainly taught me about dog behaviour. And I've become quite obsessed with thinking about dogs and dogs in our lives and the history of dogs in our lives. And this rather, in many ways, very artificial series of concepts that we have about dogs and indeed animal life Mm. uh, generally. I've been thinking about this notion that there are proper dogs that are called pedigree dogs or thoroughbreds and there are other dogs that are kind of back of the bike shed dogs and they're not really as good and if you've got a pedigree dog well it demonstrates well partly that you've got quite a lot of money nowadays but uh, also that you you know you look after the dog very well and etc 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 whereas actually pedigree dogs are a totally artificial concept as yeah. you know which were created by and large about 150 years ago i mean i know there were some breeds prior to that some dogs were bred because they were good at hunting or mm. bred because they were very good at getting smaller mammals out of the holes but even those ones tended to have a mix 
about them. And it wasn't really until the beginning of the 19th century when, first of all, working dogs, and then later this concept of pets, which came into being, and pet dogs uh, began to be bred in that way. Uh, it's not I'm down on, on pedigree dogs, although mm. I do think that a lot of dogs, particularly those with very, very pushed in noses, yeah. you know, you're not really doing your dog much of a favour if you're uh, if you're pressing hard for one of those, it always seems to me. I think they've been bred to the point of ill health. You know, there are dogs with breathing problems basically because they've been bred over many years to be maximum cuteness. It's not that I think that everybody has got to have mixed breed dogs. Uh, apart from anything else, it's often quite difficult to get a rescue dog that's appropriate to your family if you mm. if your family has particular needs and there are lots of areas of the country where there aren't all that many rescue dogs going or you don't have the time for the high maintenance work that a, an awful lot of rescue dogs have so yeah i can see reasons for getting a dog which is going to be a, a bit easier to manage but my line is just if you're thinking about getting a dog why wouldn't you get a rescue dog? There may well be reasons which are absolutely justifiable, but why wouldn't you? I think I just think that question needs asking from a loving standpoint. Oh, I completely agree. And, you know, you've got Holly Berry from the RSPCA. I've got my little Bert from Battersea, Old Windsor. We also drove a long way to get there. Um, and, you know, as we've both found out, like just with consistent love and care, you can make a rescue dog into, you know, an objectively flawless creature like both of ours. Uh, just happened, yes. <laughs> we, yes. The reason we're doing this interview is because we have the two most wonderful dogs in the whole world. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So let's get to know Holly Berry herself a little bit. Mm -hmm. What does a day in Holly Berry's life look like? She is a sleeper. <laughs> she is, as it were, good in bed. Normally, okay, this is the this is the big admission I have to make. Mm, please. By and large, she sleeps with us. Yeah, yeah. That was going to be my next question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she doesn't sleep in the bed like between us. There's a couple of bolsters behind us on the bed. And I know this is true of quite a lot of Westies. She loves sleeping on something that is thin and soft. Mm -hmm. I don't really understand why, because I would have thought if she had a, a, a dodgy dream, she would just roll off and feel like she was plunging to her death. But it's just like a ledge, a shelf. She's always slightly above us, both <laughs> <laughs> metaphorically and in reality. She has two walks a day. The first one is the long walk. Um, most of the time I've been around and I've done a long walk on my own. I think one of the great things, I've talked to a lot of dog owners about this, is that we all think we know the area we live, mm. but we don't actually kind of patrol it like a commando or indeed like a dog. <laughs> and, and I have learned so much about the area that uh, that I live in, just, you know, little alleyways that I would never have dreamt of going down. And, of course, you're always confronted by interesting architecture, people doing stuff which you never imagined they'd do. You mm -hmm. talk to more people than you ever would have done because they've got dogs too. Um, I suppose that goes to a question you asked me earlier. What, what has she taught me? Well, she certainly taught me the geography of my neighbourhood. Mm -hmm. And we've gradually gone further and further away. I am not sure how much to walk her. She's a bit woozy, a bit uh, sometimes. Uh, yeah. um, how old yeah. is Holly? 
We think she's seven and a half. So still got a bit of pep in her if she Yeah, yeah. She yeah. wants a good Winnie didn't die till she was eighteen. So yeah. I mean, oh, we very 18, that, but... 18 is a good innings for a little yeah. dog, isn't it? She did so... have wheels by the end. Oh sweet. Dogs on wheels is a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know one of my favorite local dogs is a dog who is transported in a pram and uh, you know, it's just what she deserves in her retirement years, in her twilight years. Our dog Bert saw a female version of himself at the park the other day and he's never been happier. So sweet. Does Holly have regular friends she visits on your walks? Yeah, she had there's a massive kind of mountainy, doggy, Bernardy, German shepherdy cross mm-hmm. that's black and is about my size. <laughs> and and <laughs> and her sort of trying to reach up to sniff its bum is one of the funniest things that I ever see. Oh. And and uh, and they they really get on very well because it's it's a gentle giant. Yeah, so sweet. Do you think Holly thinks she's the same size? Because a lot of dogs don't know how big they are. No, isn't it interesting that that dogs by and large aren't bothered by size, are they? Mm. It's not a big issue. Uh, Although more so at night because she hasn't got the greatest eyesight. Again, that's the thing about Westies generally, and I think particularly at Westies, which have been treated badly, Mm. the old eyesight isn't, isn't the greatest. So she can get freaked out just by the silhouette of a larger dog at night. The dog she's least enthusiastic about are puppies. And it breaks oh, yeah. my heart because they're often new owners who just who want their puppy to be able to engage with every other dog. <laughs> and Holly Berry's going, just leave it out with your nin, 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 I know. Well, I just think not interested. Puppies come on too strong sometimes. You know, you've yeah. got to play it a little bit cool when you're meeting a new friend at the dog park, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. You said before sometimes you and Lou compare notes on funny things Holly's done during the day. Or Holly Berry, I should say, her full Ooh. name. What is the funniest thing that you can remember that Holly Berry has done? Oh, I love her hiding. (laughs) She will take something and she will find a new hiding place for it, somewhere that is so pathetically (laughs) (laughs) unhidey. And are these her toys, her belongings or your belongings? No, not always. Well, chews an awful lot of the time. Ah, yeah. she, She will hide her chews. But... No, it can be anything. And sometimes we will we will have lost a slipper or a comb or whatever, lost it for a few days, then you lift all the toys out of the toy box and there it is. And there it is. So and sometimes she is good at hiding. <laughs> Bless her. Does she do that really funny thing where she covers things in imaginary dirt? Yes, she does. And she uses her back legs to do that a lot on pavements, which is very funny. She stretches out. Yeah. And then she thinks she's clawing up the asphalt and covering the poo with it. <laughs> I know. I think it's so funny. I sort of w- I wonder if it's a kind of like leftover instinct from when dogs weren't quite so pampered as they are with us. Who knows? I don't know what it Who is. Who knows? Yeah. If there's one TV show that is going to make the whole of the UK feel that little bit better about what's going on in the world at the moment, then it has to be the Great British Bake Off, which has returned to our screens. And if you want to really understand why the dough didn't rise or why the cookie crumbled, then you'll want to hear the Bake Down podcast, where my two co-hosts, former contestants Jane Beadle and Howard Middleton, who have been there and done it in the most famous baking tent of all, dissect each and every episode of the new series. Search the Bake Down wherever you get your podcasts and you'll be sure to find us. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Has Holly Berry ever done anything useful like alert you to danger? She alerts me to danger on the telly or not. <laughs> Very helpful. Very helpful. Yes. <laughs> if ever there's any, if, if anyone is ever shouting, or if there are other dogs on the telly, she mm-hmm. leaps up to the telly and she chases them off. Has she ever seen you on television? How does she react to that? Oh yes, the first time she saw me on television, she did actually get very excited, and she did it again the next time. So we know it's real. Oh, She's uh, she will pay attention now if I'm on the telly, but now she's just not that not so captivated by it now. Although maybe it's just because I haven't done anything decent for a long time. She's, <laughs> <laughs> she's over it. Maybe she's like one of few British citizens who haven't seen an episode of Time Team, but perhaps she has been catching up, doing a binge. And she's seen her dad digging watch. holes just like she does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, maybe it is a learned behaviour, but it's from yeah. you on television. <laughs> Except I seldom use my back legs when I'm digging Ah, uh, yeah, I mean, good point. Well, perhaps you can try that if, if you ever get a revival of that show. Um, do you think she plays favourites with you and your wife? She does about food. I don't think she does about about life. Mm. We have quite a big flat and we're both in and out of rooms a lot, and particularly in the evening. If Lou has just fed her and then she goes off into another room and I come into the room, she will act like she's in starvation mode. Yeah, yeah, please. She will bark, <laughs> she will lie down, she will <laughs> nod towards the kitchen. Oh. Dad, only five minutes, another five minutes, and then I'll be a goner. Please give <laughs> something to eat. And does she get double dinners? Have you ever thought yeah. for it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know them. I don't. I don't know the maximum. How do you know? <laughs> unless, you tick, unless you had a little chart that you both ticked off. We don't give her as many treats as we used to. When we first had her, she, she had been starving and she yeah. was so underweight. And at her main meal, Kate, it was so scary. She would just jump on it and you couldn't get anywhere near her. Oh. She'd obviously been fighting for the smallest scraps for ages. Yeah, yeah. She, she would never buy. She's never bitless. But mm. she would do that. Yeah. Pretend bite. 
and that was very distressing. And 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 so we gave her a lot of treats. Then she started to get a little bit overweight. We just just got a little bit of belly. And after about a month or so, we were both very firm, both with ourselves and with each other. This is not good love. Mm. This is us giving her stuff for her own reward. And so we really cut down. Not always. I mean, the training. I love the idea that, you know, you train them by with food. God, I wish I could have done that more with my kids. <laughs> I think it only works with some human beings. It's so much nicer, I think, many years ago, you know, and there are still certain celebrity dog trainers who endorse the kind of, you know, getting a dog in trouble or those nasty leads that snap around their neck if they do something wrong. But really a little bit of cheese and a little bit of praise is all you need. Yeah. One of my favourite things about a dog's sweet nature is that once you've sort of given them treats after a while, the actual reward is just being a good boy or girl. Yeah. <laughs> so it's sweet. True, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so gorgeous. What sort of voice do you think Holly Berry would have if she could speak? It would have to be Scottish, wouldn't it? Oh, yes. Yes, yes. A lovely, thick Scottish accent. It's the, it's the accent of someone who was born in the Highlands but went to university, because she's a very smart dog, mm. in Glasgow and got just that bit of uh, Glasgow edge to it. Do you think Holly Berry has ever been in love? With another She's dog. In love with me. In love with you. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Good, 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 Hello? good answer. No, well, I, I only um, ask because my dog is definitely in love with a poodle, but the poodle is dating a local schnauzer, so it's a very complicated situation. But, you know, if Holly Berry's in love with you, that's a very neat she, love story. She's not, to be honest, she's not really much of a dog's dog. I think a lot of the time she was probably the smallest dog mm. in, in a, a a pack of, you know, at least three or four other dogs who are much more dominant than her. And so I think she, my guess is that she spent a lot of time really avoiding dogs and that if anything ever good happened to her, it tended to be from an animal with two legs rather than four, I suspect. Yeah. Well, do you know what? That's probably a good sign that she still has trust and faith in human beings after whatever she went through in her former life and how lucky she is to have found you both. Before we finish, I'd love to ask you some quick fire questions about Holly Berry. (laughs) Who is Holly Berry's best friend? Her best dog friend is that big black. Oh, yeah, the big, big dog. Mountain dog that I told you about. (laughs) Her best friend is when Lou and I are together. If one of us takes her out for a walk and the other is downstairs, she will always go to the other one to try and hurt her. <laughs> Get you both out. out. Yeah. Does she have a nemesis? Every cat. It's like that huge shadow nemesis that's wrapped yeah. around the world <laughs> that goes meow. What do you think she dreams about? She dreams a lot, and the back legs are going a lot. <laughs> so yeah. it, it, it is movement. They seem like wonderful mm. dreams. What is the most valuable thing Holly Berry has ever destroyed? We had a carpet which was handmade, which was like a pack of playing cards in black and white and mm-hmm. red, which was at the centre of our sitting room. And why we didn't roll it up when we 
when we got the, this new urine machine. I have no idea. But now it's black and red and white and yellow. What items of clothing does Holly Berry own for special occasions or for daily use? No, not one. Winnie, our previous dog, mm-hmm. uh, we dressed up as Father Christmas and she was her Christmas card. So I can't say, <laughs> I know I ought to say, never put clothes on your animals. They mm. may look cute to you, but actually it's an imposition. Yeah, yeah. And like half of me believes that, but every time I see a photograph of a dog with a hat, it does make me laugh. My former dog, Lady Fluffington, I made a grave error of dressing her up as a bumblebee one day and the look on her face. Contempt. It was, it was, exactly. It was enough to make me not do it again, although I do confess I have put a Christmas jumper on Bert. What do you think Holly Berry does when you leave the house? I think she's writing a novel at the moment. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> do you know, I, we got one of those machines that throws out biscuits when you're away oh, and it's, uh, it's attached to your phone. Mm-hmm. I have never seen her do anything other than sleep under the kitchen table <laughs> when I'm away on that phone. But I know that she does move around and I know that things have moved. We have got to know Holly Berry beautifully today and a little bit of you as well, which is gorgeous. Thank you so much for chatting to me today, Tony. It's been a pleasure to see you and to hear a bit about your beautiful animal. Is there anything of yours you would like to mention that's in the works? No, I don't think so. Um, uh, What I'm doing an awful lot of time is thinking about dogs, thinking about pets, thinking about how we interact with humans in society. There's a book that I've just read, and its argument is when you read virtually every history book, it's as though the whole planet is animal free. Mm. And yet most people are interacting with animals in some way or another all the day. And, of course, it's not just dogs. Just outside my window, probably over the course of the year, 100,000 birds fly past. Mm. And yet, as far as my conversation is concerned, the stuff that I write, you wouldn't know that birds existed. And I think particularly at this time now, where it seems quite likely that COVID was brought about by some failure in animal husbandry, and mm. certainly due to some interaction between human beings and animals, although precisely what we don't know yet, I think it's time when we really start to rethink the essentially important things about the relationship between human beings and animals. Tony, thank you so much. It's just been such a joy to speak to you. Please give Holly Berry a little scratch behind the ears from me. Can I have one too? (laughs) Yeah, you can have one too. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to Who's a Good Dog? If you like the show, subscribe in your favourite podcast app and tell your friends at the dog park. If you didn't, keep it to yourself. And if you really, really liked it, I actually wrote a whole book about dogs. It's called Good Dog, celebrating the dogs who change and sometimes even save our lives. It's about my dog, Bert, and how he helped me through depression and 10 other good girls and boys who've helped their people too. There's a diabetic alert dog, a Labrador who works in a Northern Irish prison, and a schnoodle who helps dementia patients remember themselves. Basically, if you like dogs, I can almost guarantee you'll like this book. This episode of Who's a Good Dog 
was produced by Ali Adlington and Hannah Varrell. Original music is by Luke Batt and the artwork is by Ryan Hodge. Atmospheric snoring by Bert the Shih Tzu. Who's a good dog? You just heard a stripped media production. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.